Hello, this is Baby Pat, and welcome to another episode of Ask Baby Pat, um, the podcast where listeners write to me or call me with questions about things maybe that they're curious about or concerned about, and I do my best to answer as um, generously and as helpfully as I can possibly do. So um, thanks for tuning in to another episode, and, and I look forward to hearing your questions. Okay. Well, welcome back to Ask Baby Pat. Um, It's really so nice to have you here spending a little time with me every week, and I just love that you keep coming back to listen to it. Um, Let's get things going pretty quick this week. um, I've I've set up a voicemail line where people can leave messages for me. And, you know, I have to say it's a a really nice way to get get questions from, from listeners because I get to hear their voice and kind of get a sense of maybe a little bit what they're like, maybe in a way that I can't do if I just read something that they've written to me. So um, I really appreciate it. And, and this first question comes from a man named Mark. So let's, let's get into listening to that and then, I'll, and then I'll offer up my response as usual. Okay. Hi, baby Pat. My name's Mark and I want to tell you I really love your show. Uh, my wife and I listen to it every week. It can get a little isolating up here in North Dakota, especially during the winter months. It gets dark very early and the roads can be a little challenging to navigate. Uh, The closest neighbors of ours live about a mile away and they're not the friendliest types. It's it's awful nice to sit around the wood stove and have you keep us some company. Uh, My wife and I were never able to have kids, but if we had, we, we like to think they would have been. Uh, smart and, and as, as considerate as you are, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we wanted to tell you that, and, and we we wanted we want to know why you decided to get into the, into this. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you, Mark, and that's so kind and, and generous of you to say. And I and I have to say that judging by the way you sounded on the phone, I think your kids would have turned out just great. And um, you know, I, I can't say for sure why I was compelled to start this podcast. Um, I mean, show me a self-aware toddler. Um, but I think it probably has something to do with a desire to connect to people like you, Mark, um, and to have a dialogue with them. It's, it's already benefited me so much, I think. And some of my other listeners have expressed similar sentiments to what you just said. And, and I can't tell you how much it means to me. I think we're all seeking somebody out there who listens with with an open heart and an open mind. And, you know, also, I think these days it's really easy to feel disconnected and alone in the world. It seems like there's more and more things all the time that isolate us and, and that distract us from experiences that I would describe as meaningfully human. And it's especially frustrating because some of the things that do that to us purport to be things that don't do that to us things like Facebook and iPhones and all kinds of other stuff. I read a book recently whose title is, is eluding me right now, but its message is important and, and I think I want to tell you about it. Um, it's about how when you submit to the connective allure of certain technology, you eventually discover, if not consciously, that what's really going on is you're increasingly um, by yourself interacting with an object that, that radiates things that your brain wants and you might not fully understand what's happening to your psyche over time, but what it is is you're confronted with what I would call an abject existential terror. 
and the object in your hand is continuously exacerbating that terror while promising simultaneously to ameliorate it. And your latent, barely perceptible desire to abandon that object proves totally impotent. And is that not a description of addiction? You know, after a while, you can no longer even remember anything that used to occupy what is now the object's place in your life, and so it's scary to imagine living without it. You think, what will I do if I'm not Instagramming or Vining or Snapchatting or Facebooking? Who will talk to me and listen to me if not these digital representations of real people, knowing as I do that that's where most people have chosen to live their lives at this point? It's a tough question, Mark, but we have to do our best to work out an answer. We have to fight hard against this crazy tide of technology because I think that for all of its alleged promise, it's ultimately a harbinger that spells humanity's doom. All that said, of course, here I am using technology to put out a weekly podcast, you know, and like I said earlier, I want to connect just as much as anybody. And I guess in a way I'm, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. And I have to say that a piece of cake does sound pretty good right now. I remember having cake on my birthday the year my dad died, and to this day it's one of my fondest memories of him. He was telling jokes, and he smeared some icing on my mom's face, and she pretended to be upset, but I could tell she was really having a good time. Um, my last two birthdays, we didn't, we didn't have any cake. Um, but anyway... Um, Thanks for your question, Mark, and and I and I hope you you have a a, a good a decent time getting through the, the tough North Dakota winter. And I promise I'm going to do my part to to keep keeping you company every week by putting out this podcast. And I, again, I can't thank you enough for listening. Okay. Before I get to another question, um, I have one order of housekeeping, and, and, and that is to catch you listeners up on what's going on over here. Um, if you listened, as I hope you did, to last week's holiday episode, you know that it didn't end especially well, and um, and, and I imagine you're wondering what, what ended up happening with that. And uh, if you are, I appreciate your concern, of course. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Um, not long after I signed off here, my mom got home from work finally and was pretty surprised to find a stranger at the house, and, and he was still pretty pretty upset. He was relieved, of course, but he was upset, and I could tell my mom was flustered and a little bit embarrassed, and, and then he had to tell her everything about finding me in the mall and trying to figure out what would be the best thing to do, and, and she seemed, you know, she seemed to soften as he was talking, and, and she, she eventually thanked him, and, and she offered him a glass of flip-flop Cabernet Sauvignon, and they kind of looked at each other for a minute, and it was kind of like a look of mutual recognition and understanding, I thought. And he said, you know, I'd, I'd love to stay, but I, I'm incredibly late to pick up my kids from school, and my wife will be just in, absolutely incensed if I dally a moment more than is absolutely necessary. 
And, you know, my mom looked a little bit crestfallen, and, and I think he did too. But he, he said, please let me know if you need anything. Here's my business card. Um, there's my name, Thomas, but most people call me Tom. And there's my cell number, and, and there's my work number. You know, it was really nice meeting you, and I'm sorry I was so upset. But that little boy of yours is quite a handful. <laughs> and then they laughed um, a laugh of mutual sympathy, and, and then reluctantly he turned and, and he left. So anyway, that's, that's the story of what ended up happening with Tom um, last week. And, and, I, and I have to say, I, I ended up really taking a liking to him, even though we weren't able to do the interview. And I think my mom did too. And I, and I really hope that they do stay in touch. And I hope she gives him a call, not just, not just when she needs something, but, but maybe just because, she, you know, she wants to talk. And maybe he will come back over sometime soon and, and, and have that glass of flip-flop Cabernet Sauvignon with my mom. You know, take that rain check. So stay tuned. I'll, I'll be keeping you listeners abreast of that situation. And, and like I said already, I really appreciate your concern and your interest in what's going on over here. But that's enough about me for now. Let's take, um, let's take another question. Um, let's get into that again. Okay. Well, I don't have any more voicemails at the moment. Um, we'll see if I get another one soon that I can respond to and include in this episode. Um, but I do have another write-in question, and I think it's a really good one. And it comes from a woman named Marsha. And she writes, Dear Baby Pat, With New Year's Eve approaching, one thing that's impossible to avoid is the perennial question everybody starts asking each other. Um, what's your New Year's resolution? I don't have one this year, and when I say that um, to the people asking me around the water cooler or wherever, they, they seem to look at me as if I'm arrogant or selfish because evidently I don't see anything to try to fix about myself or the world around me. But um, that's not it. It's just that I'm sick of people declaring plans for the coming year and then failing to adhere to them outside of like a week. Let's be honest, guys, you know, I mean, why don't we all, instead of engaging in this patently American kind of magical thinking, um, why don't we consider its flaws and start collaborating in earnest about a different framework for self and world improvement? Do you know what I mean? And, and do you have any thoughts on this issue, baby Pat? Sincerely, Marsha. Well, Marsha, I really appreciate your question and I, and I totally understand where, where you're coming from. And, and, and I do know what you mean. But um, I want to encourage you to think about New Year's resolutions a little bit differently. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who, who don't follow through and who help contribute thusly to your feeling that the New Year's resolution is, is a hollow and pointless tradition. But I have to imagine that even for them, you know, the New Year's resolution is an expression of sincere desire. I mean, we're all trying to be better people, I think, Marsha, you know, each of us in his own way. And, and I put it to you that a resolution you could make this year is, is to try to reframe your thinking if you ever find yourself making a superficial judgment about somebody else. And I know this is really hard to do because we all have fragile egos and sometimes we feel like other people are constantly making superficial judgments about us. And we're all possessed of an alarming level of conditioning and socialization, which 
you know, from an evolutionary perspective, it makes a lot of sense, but, but I digress. Um, I, I feel superficially judged all, all of the time. And people, not to, people tend not to listen to me too much. They, they don't think I have much to say and they ignore me. Um, and getting back to Mark's question, I'm sure that's part of the reason why I do this podcast. But anyway, like I said, I, I think part of your critique has merit, but wouldn't it be easier and better to assume people have generally good intentions? Um, the other night I, I overheard my mom talking on the phone to her friend Debbie, and I heard her say, you know, I can't keep living like this, Debbie. I, I want to make a change next year, and I'm going to. Uh, uh, and I, I didn't hear much of the rest of the conversation because I already felt like I was eavesdropping too much, so I tiptoed away from her closed bedroom door. Um, but anyway, what she said sounded a lot to me like a New Year's resolution, and she's my mom, and I want her to feel better about her life, and, and if I judged what she had said as empty and hollow, it, it would make me feel awful. So those are my uh, my thoughts about that, Marcia. And I, and I know you're not asking me, but I do have a New Year's resolution this year, and it's to learn how to play Auld Lang Syne on the keyboard. Um, I'll play a few bars of it um, in a minute so that maybe you or other listeners can give me feedback about how it's coming along. Um, so anyway, thanks for your question, Marcia, and, and I hope you have a really happy New Year and a great year ahead, no, no matter whether you choose to make a resolution. Okay. Should all acquaintance be forgot and ever brought to mind? Should all acquaintance be forgot and days of all things I just love that song so much and I know I'm not the best singer but I love singing it too and I know I said I was only going to play a few bars of it but once it got going I just thought I love this song and I want to hear the whole thing 
and I, ho and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I decided to include a minor key section in my interpretation to kind of reflect the things in a year that can be tough or dramatic, uh, stuff that everybody has to deal with at some point in a year, I would say. Um, but then the major part at the end, the major lift, is supposed to reflect um, a kind of cautious hope as the song reaches its own resolution. <laughs> it's kind of a New Year's double entendre there, um, which reflects the year's resolution and our own resolutions. Um, that even, you know, even despite that tough and dramatic stuff, we can look at the future year through some rose-colored glasses. And that rendition goes out to you, Marsha. And as I said, listeners, if you if you have any feedback for me about about the song, please let me know because I really want to prepare the best version of it that I can um, to maybe play on New Year's Eve. I told my mom she should invite Tom over. Um, I don't know whether she heard me, but I, I think that would be a lot of fun. That brings me to the reading of this week's advertisement, and I'm pleased to say I have a new sponsor this week. Um, and it's it's Boda Box Wine. So here's here's the copy that they submitted. A new year deserves a new you. The old you thought you could afford only bottom shelf wine, so you'd shell out a pittance just to soldier through glass after glass of borderline undrinkable swill. So bad, it's as if it had fermented in repurposed paint cans. But not anymore. Boda Box offers unprecedentedly affordable high-quality wines in enough varieties to satisfy every discerning wine drinker. For just $19.99 at all retailers where Boda Box is sold, you can purchase the equivalent of four bottles of wine, albeit contained in an environmentally friendly box. Try our award-winning Cabernet Sauvignon, Pinot Noir, Merlot, Malbec, and our all-new Nighthawk Black, a dark red wine blend that unveils rich aromas of raspberry, blackberry, caramel, and hints of vanilla, extending into lush flavors of fig jam, dark chocolate, toasted marshmallow, and baking spice. This smooth, full-bodied wine culminates in a juicy, lingering finish. Boda Box Nighthawk pairs well with a variety of bold dishes, including baked rigatoni with spicy sausage, smoky barbecue brisket, or gorgonzola and mushroom pizza. The old you hesitated to invite friends over, afraid they would judge you superficially because of your finances or your taste. But with Boda Box, you need not worry anymore. So have those friends over for New Year's Eve and let them drink of your capacious and affordable Boda Box and celebrate the new you. Well, that just sounds terrific, and I thank Boda Box um, so much for sponsoring this week's episode. As much as I've seen my mom really seem to enjoy drinking flip-flop Cabernet Sauvignon, um, she discovered Boda Box the other day, and I have to tell you that she seemed to enjoy it even more, which I found hard to believe, but must be a real testament to the quality Boda Box is talking about in this ad. And I can't believe how relevant the ad is to what I overheard my mom talking about the other day on the phone with her friend Debbie. And I have, I have high hopes that Boda Box is going to help my mom find her new you this year. Um, so anyway, thanks again, Boda Box. Okay.
You know, it, it occurred to me as I was reading that ad just how excited I am about the idea that Tom might come and spend New Year's Eve with me and my mom. And so what I did was I went into the kitchen where he gave her his business card and I found it still sitting there on the counter. And, and I've been worried that maybe my mom wouldn't call him and invite him over. Um, so I found his cell phone number on the card. And now I think I'm going to give him a call myself and see if maybe I can ask him to come. If he agrees, I think it'll be a really nice New Year's surprise for my mom. Um, maybe the kind of thing that can help her make the kind of change she was talking about wanting to make. Um, so let's let's call Tom now and see what he says. Okay. This is going to be so much fun. Tom's going to be at New Year's. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Tom. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Um, hi, Tom. This is Baby Pat. And um, I was just wondering if you might be interested in coming to um, me and my mom's house for New Year's Eve this year. Um, so... Please call me back at this number whenever you get a chance. Okay, thanks. Sometimes people don't hear their phone phones ring when they're sitting right next to their phone. Maybe if I just give him another try real quick, he'll answer this time and I can ask him so that he doesn't have to bother calling me back. I don't want to miss him if he does. So let's just try um let's just try Tom one more time. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Tom. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, Tom. It's Baby Pat again. I know I just called a minute ago, but I thought maybe you would have just not seen the call or something. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd call back. Um, if you listen to the first message, you know it was to invite you to New Year's Eve, and I just want to reiterate um, that 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 um, my mom and I would love to have you there. But if, of course, if you can't make it, then then we completely understand. But um, just let me know as soon as you can if you're interested. Okay, I'll 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 have my phone um, near me, and, and I'll be looking for your call. Okay, thanks again. Well, um, I. People say a lot that the third time's the charm, so maybe if I call just one more time, he'll he'll pick up this time. Um, so so yeah, let's just go ahead and call and call Tom again, and hopefully he'll pick up this time.
Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Tom. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey Tom, it's Baby Pat again. Uh, um, uh, I'm sorry I keep calling so many times. Are you, are you mad about, are you still mad about what happened last week at, in the mall? Because um, I'm really sorry. And I didn't, I didn't mean to, to give you trouble. But, um, but on the other hand, wasn't it kind of fortuitous that you got to meet my mom? I mean, it seemed like you guys um, kind of were mutually um, understanding and, and, and you were getting along and it seemed like you wanted to stay when you were here. So anyway, that's, that's really why I'm inviting you. Um, and this isn't even really about me so much. It's, it's, I think my mom would really enjoy having New Year's Eve with a new friend. Um, so anyway, um, apologies again for, st for calling, but, um, just call me back when you can. Okay. Thanks so much, Tom. Mm -mm. Baby Pat, think. I don't know what to do. What should I do? I don't want to alienate Tom by being by coming on too strong, but I also don't. I don't want. I don't want not to communicate how special it would be, and maybe even important it would be if you were able to to join us for the new year. But I don't. I don't want to wait for him to call me back. I mean, they say they say persistence pays, right? I mean, maybe I could just call him one more time, and and he'll pick up this time. And if he doesn't, then I won't I won't call him again. But let's. I want to just go ahead and try him one more time. Okay. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Tom. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Great, Tom. This, this is the last time I'm going to call you today, okay? And I'm sorry I called so many times. It's just I'm, I was really looking forward to New Year's Eve this year with maybe you being there. I... Um, and I even learned how to play all things sign on the keyboard, and I'm working really hard on my arrangement, and I want it to be even better by the time the new year rolls around. And, and I, I, I think you'd probably really like it a lot. So anyway, call me back, and I, I hope I hope you can make it. Okay, thanks again, Tom. Bye. Well, I guess I guess I'll just have to wait for um, for Tom to call me back because. He he's either not available or he just doesn't want to answer right now, and that's a that's okay. I guess I'll just I'll just hope he calls me back um, soon, and obviously before before the new year. Um, but <laughs> oh, I th I think that might be him. Um, I I gotta go answer it. I'll I'll be right back. I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to have 
but no, it's it's I didn't I didn't mean to. I, I know I know I know. I'm just give me another just give me another chance. I don't. I just it wouldn't it's gonna be fun in the new year if all anxiety and everything. And okay, no, don't go, don't go, please don't. Thank you.